Happy weekend to you. Well, I guess that's a pretty funny thing to say on a podcast, since you may be listening on any given day of the week. But the reason I say it is that I am recording this special installment of the podcast on my weekend. Those of us in the hospitality end of the wine business mostly work Saturdays and Sundays. Those are the days the general public come to see us. So we work, and they can play. We have as much fun as we can, showing our guests a good time, but when it comes time for our weekend, well, then the good times really roll. I'm Mike Stone, host of the Tall Mike Wine Podcast. You can call me Mike. I'm speaking to you from my home in Novato, California. The podcast is in between guests right now, but there'll be a new episode soon, I promise. In the meantime, let me get you up to speed on what's been going on at Nicholson Ranch in Sonoma. That's where I work. That's where we normally record the podcast. Something recently happened at the winery that not a lot of people ever think about. But if this thing doesn't happen, nobody gets to drink the wine we make. I'm talking about bottling day. Being a small winery with only about 5,000 cases produced each year, Nicholson Ranch can do all the bottling of our wine in about four days. Yes, just four days of bottling. But of course, there's much preparation involved prior to the wine going into the bottles and the corks sealing it in there. A really impressive aspect is when the bottles themselves arrive at the winery. They take up a lot of space. Like I said, we produce 5,000 cases a year. That is 60,000 bottles. And when they're delivered, it's a very big deal. They pretty much take up all the extra space in our underground caves. Pallets of glassware stacked up very high. Another key piece of bottling the wine is emptying the barrels and blending things. All of the wine we produce spends time in French oak barrels between 10 months and up to nearly three years, depending on the wine. A few weeks prior to bottling, those barrels are emptied carefully, one at a time, into a larger tank to blend the specific wines. Our cellar crew work very hard to make sure this happens, to depot the winemaker's specifications. The days are long and strenuous. Now, to bottling day. Nicholson Ranch employs, like most smaller wineries do, a mobile bottling operation that comes to us in the back of a semi-truck. The truck backs up to the entrance of our cave where the blending tanks full of the finished wines are located. Hoses are hooked up, empty bottles are loaded in, and the switch is flipped! The bottles go in, get filled with gas to flush out the oxygen, filled with wine, corked, capped, and labeled, all on a very complex assembly line. You can find videos of this sort of thing happening on YouTube if you're curious. I'd like to welcome a few new listeners to the podcast. Towns where we're getting downloads from, anyway. I don't know the, I don't know your names. But some of the towns have great names, like El Mirage, Arizona. Ladera Ranch, California. How about Lexington, Kentucky, and Canton, Michigan? Thanks for listening. And finally, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Lacey, Washington. And Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, Music City. 
And thank you for tuning in from wherever you are. In one of 19 countries on five continents and in 40 of these United States. So I've told you my weekend and I'm recording this on my Saturday night. So naturally, I'm sipping some good wine. Earlier, I made a nice summer salad with various veggies and some shrimp, which I'd marinated in French herbs for much of the day. And with that, I sipped a margarita. (laughs) Okay, not one, but two. But after dinner, when things cooled down a bit, there was, and still is, red wine. It's in my glass right now, and it's lovely. It's what the winery calls their Meritage, which is what some wineries in California started calling their Bordeaux-style blends a few decades ago, when saying Bordeaux-style blend became tiresome. This one is a blend of four of the five noble Bordeaux varietals, mostly Malbec, Cabernet Sauvignon, Petit Verdot, and a splash of Cab Franc. A beautiful dark purple color in the glass, whiffs of berries, blue ones and red ones, almost a meaty jamminess, a hint of fennel in there, just a touch of vanilla, some nice earthy smells. I like it a lot. The winery is in Paso Robles in Central California. It's called Brecon Estate, and there's a Welshman running the show, a guy named Damien Grindley. Sadly, I haven't gotten to Paso Robles in my wine travels yet, but Brecon Estate is now on my must-visit list. For this next segment, I'll direct you to my Instagram feed. You can find me on Instagram at TallMikeWine, of course. There was quite the commotion in one of our tasting areas this past Saturday, as a reptilian visitor had made an unannounced visit. And from the reaction of the guests I was taking care of at the time, it wasn't the best of surprises. I summoned my co-worker, Xander Nicholson, to come help me move this sneaky snake away from people. Not a dire emergency, because first we discerned that this was not a rattlesnake, but a California king snake. I'm told they actually will kill rattlesnakes. Now that takes guts. What a badass. Anyway, for a fun video of Xander and myself taking care of business, look at the Instagram. Speaking of social media, I'd love it if you followed me on Instagram. And if you're here to follow and subscribe to the podcast. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and a review. They tell me it helps a lot. If you have feedback of any sort, if you'd like to tell me what you're drinking or maybe make a suggestion for a guest or topic we might cover on future podcasts, drop me an email to tallmikewine at gmail.com. All right, I'm going to continue sipping my wine and winding down now. Thanks for checking in on me. As I said, the Tall Mike Wine Podcast will be back with more conversations and more wine very soon. For now, from Novato, California, I'm Mike Stone. Cheers. Cheers.